0: Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I hope everyone listening to this is doing well. I'm doing great. It's spring, which means that my allergies are back, but that's okay. I'm really grateful for the season change, for the new energy that each new season brings. I'm taking my Zyrtec every morning, so it's all good. I spoke on a wellness panel today, which was a really great experience because the women that I was on the panel with were so different from me. So there was a woman who does creative direction for herbivore botanicals. There was another woman who's a Reiki healer. So very, very different backgrounds and experiences. We all had an opportunity to talk about what self care means to us, how we differentiate discipline, care, and punishment when it comes to things like diet and the food that we're eating and how we approach setting goals for ourselves. And we each had a chance to talk about what it means when you don't reach the goals you've set out for yourself, but how you reset anyway and how you tackle it again and how each day is a new opportunity, but also just not becoming too obsessed with self-optimization and self-care all the time. And that's actually something that Bezadana and I talk about in this episode, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. She's an amazing, amazing woman, both in her career, but also just her... Her personal outlook on life is really grounded, really inspiring. I love her spiritual practice, and she just has a really good grasp on what's important in life and the fact that we're only here once, so enjoy it. Yeah, I got a lot out of this conversation. There's one more thing I'd like to share before we get into the episode, As I was on my way to the panel today, I had this realization that I wasn't nervous or I haven't been as nervous as I've been to speak on things in the past few months. And I think it's because maybe I'm getting used to it. Obviously, I talk to you guys all the time here on this podcast, but speaking in front of a live audience, it's always different. And it takes me back to this intention that I set for myself in the beginning of the year. It was Maybe the end of December, I did a Te ceremony in Tulum um, with a group that I was with. And that's basically, you go into, a, it's a sweat lodge ceremony. So you go into this really, really, really hot dome, and there are coals, and there is smoke that's created from those coals. And you all sit together in a group in a circle, and you chant, and you sweat. But you also, as part of that ceremony, what we did is we had to say our intentions for the year ahead aloud. So we had to say what we wanted for ourselves in 2019. And looking back, I realized that I said that I wanted to use my voice and my personal experience to help and inspire more people. And it's interesting that I made that my intention because I've seen more and more this year that I've been speaking more, that I've had more um, productivity in terms of this podcast. I've been putting out more episodes than I have any other year since I've done it, which just speaks to the power of intention. And when you put something out into the universe, how it happens to just manifest. I would really encourage everyone to say what you want for yourself aloud. Those thoughts eventually do play out in your life and they do eventually come true. So it's something that I have to continue to tap into. I feel really lucky that I get to speak to so many inspiring women and I feel very privileged that I'm able to share their stories with you all. So thank you all for all of the positive feedback that I've received, for all of the ratings and reviews that you guys have been leaving in the Apple Podcast app. I really appreciate that. Of course, there's at Naked Beauty Planet. That's the community on Instagram. Please make sure you guys are following that. And if you guys ever want to introduce yourself or say hi, I'm at Brooke DeVard. Love meeting all of the listeners. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. It is such a good one. I know you guys are all going to love it. You guys are going to all become huge fans of Bezadonna. And side note, she has the most infectious, lovely laugh of all time. Every time I just heard her laugh, I was just filled with joy. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy hearing from her. All right, let's get into the episode.
1: Can I talk you?
0: Bessie Donna Amorua. Okay, Bessie Donna Amorua. <laughs> Beautiful name. Where's that name from?
1: Nigeria. Okay, Yeah.
0: gorgeous. All the best. People think my last name is Nigeria. Really? When they hear it as Lee. And I think maybe they just like see that I'm black and it's like a, I think it's the O because a lot of Nigerian last names start with O, right? A lot of them
1: have O and the lo- there's a lot more Igbos over here. So my name is actually a little bit foreign too. It's Shakiri okay. actually. Ah. So when people hear it, especially Nigerians, they're a little confused. They're like, what tribe are you from? And I tell them I'm Shikiri And they're like, oh, it all makes sense that your last name isn't like Chukus, like have something in it that's related to Igbo or Yoruba. Yes. and But you're L.A. Mm-hmm. based. You grew up in L.A. Grew up in L.A. Love L.A. I'm definitely a Cali woman. I feel like L.A. will always be a base for me but I always feel like I'm an international person because just growing up in my parents' household, I was Nigerian first. I learned everything about my culture before I learned about American culture, black culture, so... You are very humble, so I will just share this um, on your
0: behalf. You were recently listed by The Hollywood Reporter as one of the industry's next generation of talent. 35 execs, under 35, poised to lord over the industry, which is like quite the claim. Industry recognition like that, what does it mean to you?
1: You know what? It, it's a marker for me. It's kind of like a career marker, like, okay, check, people are noticing, right? But I feel like the true... Success markers for me are when I see the impact I have on the people I work with. Right. So I used to be an agent at LA Models and I oh, still I didn't know that. Yeah. And I still drive around and I'll see billboards in LA with some of the models I used to work with or I'll see them on TV shows. And so I it makes me feel happy that the talent I work with are successful yeah. because that's mostly what my passion is: is people. Yeah. So the accolades are great, you know, for the industry to take notice. But at the same time, it's super important for me because I make sure I work with a diverse range of people. And that doesn't just mean I'm picking up black people to work with or African people. It's different types of women, women from different backgrounds, different types of people from different industries yeah. or people who have unique passions and putting them in the industry to see certain things because most often it's we just get the same type of cookie cutter. Right. Tight.
0: right. And it seems like your passion is uplifting them behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. I think it's just so much more fun and I get to be so creative working with people who have different passions who are pushing me to also think outside the box, think strategically, be creative, do different things. So I like to be behind the scenes for yeah. sure.
0: And you went to Marymount?
1: Yes. Oh, that's so, all girls school, right? Yeah. So no, actually before that, St. Lucie's was my high school. So that okay. was my all girls school. Okay. Um, high school, which was very much like whatever you've heard. <laughs> <laughs> was it
0: like uniforms? Oh, the we whole wore thing?
1: the uniforms. We did so many things I would never say on air. Um, but <laughs> it was so much fun. I always tell people I had the best yeah. time with all my girlfriends. And I still talk to them today, a lot of them.
0: I think going to all-girls school is also just a great life lesson in understanding how to navigate different personalities, (laughs) right? Um, Especially if it's a small school. Did you feel like you fit into the girls that you went to school with?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, I was one in nine black women out of 800. What? Yes, for about like four years. Wow. Um, both of my sisters also went through the school as well. So, Are they part of the nine? Uh, no, okay. actually they <laughs> weren't. So I don't even know if that number went down or up as they went through. Oh my God. But my sister had just graduated, so I came in as a freshman. So I kind of was under her shadow okay. for a little bit, like you're walking through the gym and you see the track medals and awards. Her race times, I think, are still up there. I don't think people have wow. still beaten them, Amazing. you know? So when I'm coming through there and she was like, class president, okay. all these different things. So I had to really make my own way, but my friends were diverse, you know? I had a lot of different women around me that wanted to do different things. I had Asian friends, I had white friends, I had Hispanic friends, foreign friends, like girls who had just come to the country. It was cool; it was a melting pot. But it wasn't. There was not a lot of black women, and particularly, you know tuition was super high there and I remember my parents really struggled to send us there Mm. and it wasn't something that was in their budget so you know I didn't have certain things being there so a lot of the girls were like getting the new skater shoes and all this stuff and you know I was going to pay less because with my parents they'd be able to get me three pairs instead of this one pair that cost like 90 dollars which was not happening But they always made sure we had stuff Mm -hmm. to, you know, to eat, to live our lives. Like that wasn't the case where I, you know, we didn't have certain things, but we just didn't have some of those nice things that everybody had. And I just remember bringing my fish and my stew to like lunch and the girls were like, what is that? You know, because right, it's and,
0: so foreign to anything they've ever seen before. But and I'm sure even like black girls would be like, "What is that?" Right? Because oh, it's everyone, called Nigerian food. Everyone yeah.
1: Everyone was like, "What is that?" You know. Or I'd have plantains, and then we were all kind of teaching each other mm-hmm. about each other yeah. and the different cultures. So, you know, I'd go to one of my girlfriend's house who was Jewish, or you know, even though it was a Catholic school, some of the families didn't even believe in God. They just sent them there because it was a nice school. Mm-hmm. So, we were all exposed to so many different things. But did you get ignorant questions about your hair? All the time. All the time. They'd be like, it changed, or your braids are so long. And they'd be like, you cut your hair when I take out my braids. I'm like, I definitely didn't. Yeah. Exactly. So, there was a lot yeah. of education. But I mean, when it got to senior year, it was people knew what was up so I had taught them you know about the community and I learned about their community I'll never forget the day one of my girlfriends asked me like she's like do you want to go we're all going to the mall after we're gonna go tanning you should come and I was like (laughs) I can't go tanning with you she's like I didn't even realize what I asked you I didn't even think about it she's like I just wanted you to come with us and I was like you know no, but, yeah. negative taken, like it's all good, yes. but no, I can't pan <laughs> with you. <laughs> I mean, I guess you
0: could go, but I don't know what that experience Manson. would be
1: like. <laughs> to-
0: for me at my all girl school eating disorders were like a really big Huge. issue. And yeah. I don't I don't know, maybe it's just the combination of being young and being in an all girl school environment mm-hmm. and then like high pressure just is yeah. a breeding ground for eating disorders.
1: I mean, it was a breeding ground for so many different things. And I don't think it differed so much from what you would see in a public school, but because it was all women it was heightened. Yeah right and we were in small groups so it was very visible you know the girls who were struggling with you know their weight yeah. girls who were struggling with uh, cutting girls who mm. were struggling with um, their parents yeah. their family addiction issues addiction issues you know substance abuse it was all there and you have to think we're like 14 I to know. 18 I years know. old we're super young yeah to kind of see that stuff. Thankfully, my year turned out very well. Everybody who even had any type of issue was able to evolve, like I see some of them today, and they're doing amazing. Well, I think
0: that stories like yours are so powerful and the reason why I'm so excited to have you on is because you're super successful and you're <laughs> ambitious. Like you work hard, like you are about your business, like no one would ever accuse you of not being, but you are also kind and you are also oh, nice thank you. and you also don't take yourself too seriously and no. you also have fun and you <laughs> dance and you find time to like do self-care <laughs> and take care of yourself and you have a great spiritual practice. Yes, so, thanks. I want people to hear all of that and know where you are now in your career to know that both like all of it is possible.
1: Yes, it it is all possible. Like I was thinking last night and I was just looking at where my current day was. And sometimes I have this thing where I'm going, 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 and I forget to process. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes the process will hit me. And so then I'll just have these emotions go out. But then I realized that I came up with this statement that everything is in balance, even when it's upside down. So you know there are there's good things that happen, and there's quote unquote bad things that happen, and nobody is immune from those bad experiences, mm-hmm. right? So it's how do you take them, how do you apply them, how do you move forward in college, something odd happened where a lot of our friends, and I say our friends because I had uh, friends from different classes. Uh, their father's past. And it was just a really weird time that we were just at this age where one, we're in college trying to become ourselves and we were trying to um, understand where we want to go and losing a parent is something I can't imagine, but I have a lot of friends who have. And so having to be there and even post all of that, watching them live their lives was just very, just... It, you know it's by, it's it's courageous right yeah. um because life is a choice you can you know to live you know what i mean is a choice like every single day you wake up with this choice what who am i going to mm-hmm. be today what am i going to do right in america you know living our lives and after that Going and trying to work, trying to intern, trying to elevate myself, I definitely dealt with a lot of um, different things that went on in my family. Like both my parents um, had cancer. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so
0: sorry to hear. That is a lot to deal with. Yeah,
1: it's a lot. And then my younger cousin, who was staying with us, um, I believe he was six, also had cancer. And oh my And he passed away. And so I think I'm it was so just sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was it was a really difficult time. And so for me, reality struck like, whoa, you know. How
0: old were you when all of this happened?
1: Oh, I I can't even remember. I was in my early twenties and I was working at Revolt. Okay. And thank God for my mentors there who just literally yeah. understood and gave me grace and time. But I'm saying that to say that I was just looking at life, I was like, Wow, time keeps going, things happen you have to make these decisions about how you want your life to go and you have to you have control over Absolutely. that yes the other stuff around it you don't have control over yeah. so you have to figure out how you're going to be responsive to that you can break you could fall or you could choose to stand up and Face what's happening, and then tomorrow you're going to have to stand up and do it again, and tomorrow, the day after that, you're going to have to do it, the day after that. So eventually, you get stronger with actually facing your fears and dealing with this stuff. And I feel like
0: you are so consistent about your self care practice. Oh, I'm very serious about it, which is amazing. And and we we have to get into it because the fact that you work out every like (laughs) work out five days a week or
1: some crazy amount, no matter what's going on. I try to work out three to five days a week. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's incredible. Do you think that you've developed these healthy habits so that you can have some, like the things that you can control, you just want them to be at 100%?
1: Oh, you hit on the yeah, I want it to be at 100%. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're going to face. Right. Right? And so for me, those are things that I know I can control. I know that when I work out, I'm happy. Yes. You know. Same. But I, I just don't find the time.
0: Like when do you? when
1: do you um, work yeah. out at home? Yes. So for me, I kind of think of it like – I have to drive to the gym if I go to the gym, so that's gonna cut into the amount of time that I could spend going to the gym, and I don't have that, especially with our work schedules. You know, so I use the Nike training workout. Oh, I love that app. I love that app, so I do the boxing on there. I'm a member at Soho House, so sometimes I'll go to the boxing, crew boxing workout classes, but for the most part, it's waking up in between, like, getting out of bed by 7, 7.30 to go work out. That's right. But I'm up before that, like praying and reading. So I'll try to read oh something I'm interested in. Um, You're not
0: scrolling your phone.
1: No, I will not allow myself to scroll through my phone or through emails until I've had my own practice. So I, I mm. feed myself first because i'm also single so i don't have a partner so i'm also i can't roll around and talk to nobody (laughs) right so if i and i was just telling my um younger cousins about this if i by myself, I will turn on like a podcast or something like that. Yeah. So I'll turn on a church podcast of a sermon or if I'm interested in a certain business idea, I love the Stanford Entrepreneurial Podcast. So I listen to those all the time. It's different founders and people from different companies in Silicon Valley that just come and talk about whatever they want yeah, and their growth. So those help me constantly put my brain in a space where I can be learning, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I've understood that I can build this lifestyle that I want, and I love maximizing and stretching my time to be as productive as possible, Possible. right? So I know whenever I listen to music, I can also listen to a podcast. And if I can listen to a podcast, I could turn on a certain subject that's going to help me, right?
0: The thing about that, and I've been struggling with this recently.
1: What is it?
0: As we get older, I feel like you start to lose touch with just having fun. And I am like this oh, yeah, I am like this junkie for like effectiveness. And like, Uh what? Like, I had a a big realization moment when I get massages, I literally bring my AirPods and listen to podcasts. And I was like, Are you serious? Because I'm like, Okay, I'm just lying there. I might as well be like learning. No, (laughs) no, exactly. It's horrible. (laughs) But I also, I've been thinking so much about how as you get older you start to become so obsessed with like how do I have maximum impact how do I use every yes. single second of my time yes and we didn't used to be like that You used to just kind of like do whatever you wanted to do mm-hmm. and I think it's really important to be in touch with that also so like how do you find the balance between because I know you have fun I see you, out. you, you, you have fun. <laughs> so how do you find the balance between like making sure that you're using your time to its like greatest impact and uh-huh. then also just being a young girl in the world oh fun.
1: man I really I know when I'm about to combust so I do struggle with like stress yeah. and anxiety and part of the working out is so I don't stress eat I love sugar like you yeah same 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 I can eat cookie dough ice cream with sprinkles any day of yeah. the week, any time, any hour. And any working country. out helps you? Yeah, working out helps me combat those different cravings because yeah. I know when I'm craving food, I'm probably stressed or I am have anxiety yeah. or it's PMS, and I can control mm-hmm. that. So with the balance when it comes to the self-care and trying not to be too type A, one, I submit, I'm type A. That's just <laughs> like- Yeah, you're not gonna fight just, who you are. I'm not yeah. gonna fight who we are. So when it comes to play, oh, I'm going hard. Okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's why I feel like you should just go hard. Um, I was joking with some of my friends. I was like, I'm probably like going to be that mom that is still- out or like yeah, yeah, yeah you know doing different things i have not had a child so i know moms are probably like laughing at me like girl you don't know <laughs> what you're talking <laughs> about you know but i'm like sierra's posting baby cc on a yacht in a high chair yeah. like why can't this be my life as yeah, well i don't i don't see why not um but when i am playing i'm playing yeah And when I'm working, I'm working. And when it's my time, it's my time. So I allow those spaces their own ownership. You know, when I'm getting a massage, it's about how I want to feel. Yes. So I want to feel relaxed. Actually, during the massages, I usually, because I'm so comfortable, I'll start thinking about different feelings I might be having. So I have these mantras that I'll put in my head um, so that I'll say to myself or... You know, when I'm working out, um, I'm focused on my workout, but maybe I was feeling really slug that morning. So instead of listening to Spotify's playlist, I'm going to listen to a church sermon. And I realized the other day when I was running, I was like all smiles because I was like listening to, you know, the sermon that was like really doing a lot of praise. And I was like, wow, what would it have been like if I wasn't listening to this sermon? Would I have smiled at those people? And then I realized, you know, those people that smiled back, you know, that does affect your day. Of course. That's you positive energy, energy you're putting out into the world. Yes, so I was receiving it back. So I was like, oh, this is amazing. But I think I just allow those spaces to be the spaces. I have two phones, so I can turn off my work phone. Yes. You know, um, and from those experiences, you know, with time, it's not promised. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in that moment, I allow myself to be in that moment. And if I mess up, it's Okay. Yes. So I you try to forgive and, yourself. I forgive myself. I try and pat myself on the back. Yeah. As much as I can. I think more women need to do that because we kill ourselves thinking that we have to be perfect. You will never reach perfect doesn't exist it doesn't exist but you can be your best yes and that's all that matters so figure out where your best is and that's going to be different from every single other woman because she doesn't live the life that you live even if you have the same amount of kids been with your boyfriend the same amount of time you work at the same company it's a different life it's a different struggle so we can't sit here and compare ourselves to what she can do and what you can do what do you want to do and how can you push yourself to do it yeah I want to get back to the play
0: when you're when you're getting ready to go out and have oh fun. Oh my gosh! What's your what's your look of choice when you're ready to like go out and you know you want heads to turn?
1: Oh man! Well, it's definitely lashes because yeah, your lashes still, amazing. <laughs> I still look like I'm under 21, which is like an I know, issue. You have incredible skin. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, so when. I'm getting ready. It's definitely... I love my hair. So I change my hair all the time. Your hair's
0: And you do it yourself, right? Like I remember you did your own braids.
1: Yeah, I do my own braids. So that's like a Saturday on Netflix. How did you learn how to do it? When I was younger. Okay. Because all the people that my mom had to do my... If my mom was going to do my hair, ooh, child, I was going to have... Which is not bad, but I was going to have these African braids. And the real African cornrow designs are... They don't really. They don't use extension hair. Yeah, like when we were younger, it's just them. They call it plating. So plating the hair and braiding it in these crazy designs. And I was like, enough is enough. (laughs) Enough (laughs) is enough, mom. So I'm gonna learn how to braid my own hair. and we're gonna figure this out. And when I did it, it worked. So it just stuck with me. I could braid, but I'm definitely one of those black women that cannot cornrow. So you know, when I have, you know, when they're like, take off your wig. What does it look like? Don't. (laughs) Take it off, don't touch it, don't move it. It's fine, it'll be fine. And then I've recently really tried to go natural, and I love Bronx natural hair. Thank you, thank you. It's so good. Um, but I'm learning how to play with it. I love switching up my hair, so I love going long, I love having it short, I love doing um, natural hair, and I love cornrows too. I love cornrows extensions. I just, it's just. To me, it's my image. I remember my mentor was like, you need to be consistent. I was like, I am. I consistently change, change. it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my consistency is, is that I'm always changing. Talk to me about wig life because oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't I, – so I wore my first wig ever on Halloween and it was mm-hmm. so complicated and I had to cut lace and I was using a, a spray and a glue and yeah. I was like, this is beyond my, my yeah. skill set. Is yeah. it something that you think – If you don't know what you're doing, just avoid? Or do you think you can teach yourself? No,
1: you can teach yourself. You can teach yourself. You just have to be okay with, you know, your first couple times might look a little crazy (laughs) because you're trying to get it right, you know? And one of my girlfriends from high school, uh, Ada, she has her company, Brown Lush, and she just slays them. So I was like, this is something I should pay for because it's something I can't do myself. Yes, yes, Right? And so then she moved away and all hell broke loose. So I had to figure out how to do this on my own. Um, but it's an investment, mm-hmm. right? And I think that it's something that, for me, it protects my natural hair. Yes. And Knowing that, oh, I want to have long hair. I, I shouldn't really manipulate my natural hair to do that, yeah, yeah. right? Because I flat could flat iron it, flat iron it, it or, yeah. yeah. And so as I get more and more into it, I learn more and more, and I ask a lot of questions. I ask my girlfriends whose wigs I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I learn about the things I don't like. When I was managing um, influencers prior to coming to Instagram. I worked with a lot of black talent. And so some of them wore their hair naturals. Some of them had wigs. And so they'd be like, oh, well, you should do this. And I'm like, that's a sign that this doesn't look right. (laughs) So I'll try it. You know, try something different. But it's the beauty of being a woman is that I really believe every woman is inside you. Yes. You know?
0: Totally. And and tap into that and not to be so afraid. Afraid of it at yes. all at all so when you're concepting a look let's say you have like a big fun event or a party oh, do yeah. you start with the hair
1: i definitely start with the hair okay. so i already know this week that i'm like okay i have a bunch of events new york i don't want to manipulate my hair too much i need to make it simple and easy so that the rest of my clothing just accentuates whatever hair i have going on yes so i was like we're gonna try a short bob and that's also different because i've I'm always wearing like 26 to 27 inches. So this shoulder look is gonna be different. So that'll already turn heads. So <laughs> then on top of that, whatever outfit I wear is gonna just top it off, you know? Yes. So that I, I literally think about that. And it's not that I'm sitting here wearing it for men, but it's something like, it's so much fun to play with your look. Many of you guys don't know, but Brooke comes into the office every time i in New York and I see her in these like classic outfits where I'm like, wow. I need to wear color and I'm only (laughs) wearing black. And wearing black to me is almost like a trick because (laughs) it means I don't have to think too much. If it's black, it's okay. Yes, Which really doesn't mean style. It's uh, to me. It just means laziness, um, in a sense. Black and I'm speaking can can for be myself. Very
0: chic. Black can be very chic, and you always look so put together and great. And you also, but you
1: do <laughs> cool experimental looks as well. You should give I yourself do. more credit. I am definitely wearing a neon shirt tomorrow, so you will see that. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> do you find that you attract different men with the hair, with
1: however your hair is
0: styled? Actually, that's so interesting.
1: Sadly, um, it's not. I would say actually, no, you're right. It is because when I wear my natural hair and I just get it done. I hear, Hey Queen, hey <laughs> then like I hear that all, all the day. Yes. Out. In LA, like I remember I had <clears throat> the windows down and I was listening to music and I hear, Hey, hey, hey and I'm like, Oh man, maybe he needs help. He's like, You are beautiful and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. You know, or you'll catch guys really staring, you know, every woman has probably had this if you haven't happened if you ha- if it hasn't happened it's gonna happen to you one day or a guy walks into a wall like um, oh yeah or oh, like that never happens to a lot well, well the natural hair the natural <laughs> really? hair just like men don't know what to do i think it's just seeing a woman in her like most original st- form. yeah original form um and i know when i do the glam because i don't do it all the time yeah. Yeah, so when people see it they're like wow. They're like, oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. This is what you, oh wow, this is the same person. Yes. So I'm not really consistent with my glam. I would like to be, but there are levels. There's like basic, this is just concealer, um, regular mascara, and I make sure my brows are done. Yeah, you have beautiful brows. Thanks. I'm so jealous. They're
0: so thick and healthy and like
1: <laughs> Anthony amazing. Andrews brows. In LA, okay, amazing is my savior, savior, savior. And then um, skincare. So skincare is super important. Yeah, talk to me about
0: your skincare routine because your skin is amazing.
1: Uh, My sister is actually an esthetician. Thank God for her, or I'd be yeah sol. I saw
0: she did a um like resurfacing. Oh, she does. She does
1: everything. Um, so I the treatment that she did last, um. Is uh, a treatment where she, it was, some. wow, she's going to hate me because I can't even remember what it was. But it was something with plasma. So she basically like drew my blood and then um, uh, funneled it so that the plasma was separated and then injected that into my skin. Um, very next level yeah very next level yeah and then also under your uh, eyelids or your eyes right so that you know the dark getting rid of the dark circles and so basically just like it makes your skin look super like tight and nice and plump and hydrated like everything Everything. yeah Yeah, and it's a supernatural treatment um so she she is great to have that in
0: your family oh
1: yeah in my family and prior to her um you know before she had her system all set up I was going to my girlfriend Cynthia who also does skincare and I think it's just important that you find somebody who also that you can spiritually connect with because Mm. people can put all types of chemicals in your skin that just may not be good but what I really love about the people that I go to for my beauty mm-hmm. services is that they assess me.
0: Yes. Right?
1: So they assess me, they, they figure out what I need mm-hmm. and they provide that care based on my preference or whatever I may be asking for. Yeah. My hair girl, oh my gosh, there's been times I was like, well I love this hair. She's like, we're not doing that. Yes. Your hair won't go yeah. that way. I, your- I interviewed
0: my hairdresser <laughs> on this podcast and people were like, oh, wow, I didn't realize how important the relationship Very you important. have with your hairstylist is because it's a creative collaboration, right? Yeah. It's like you throw out an idea, they assess it, they're an expert. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just one size fits all.
1: No, not one size fits all. And so um, my sister, obviously, she loves me, right? Yes. So she's like, we're not doing that. We're doing this. <laughs> and, you know, if I need her to cut my wig, she'll cut my wig and stuff like that. And She's just really grown her business. And same with Sin, who also has like two kids, but still like finds time to make her own business work. And then Anthony, who does my brows every time we go in there, it's a session. Yeah. And we're talking about everything. And it's literally just a brow wax, you know. (laughs) Even the woman who does my bikini wax, I've known her for probably years yeah you know gotta so, get those professionals lined up in your yeah. life yeah and I think it's important to pay the appropriate amount but like you know pay for good service yeah because it's your body so this is important yes
0: yes absolutely now living in LA mm-hmm. do you feel that temptation to start I mean you look so <laughs> young so you don't have to do anything We know people there are doing the most. They're doing Botox. They're doing fillers starting Mm -hmm. as young as 20. Yeah. Do you ever get tempted?
1: No. Um, And the funny thing is, I mean, I've done like the laser. I do the laser hair removal on my chin area um but is that painful n- no i kind of like pain okay so I got a weird do you have tattoos day. i have one on my middle finger <laughs> oh, really?
0: see a lot of people like can't stop at one like i hear that tattoos are addictive mm-hmm. and once you start mm-hmm. you want more and like they yep. like the pain i mm-hmm. can't really relate to that
1: i mean it's more of like can you brace this so i think i'm like i can um and i'm sure this isn't like th- i don't know it's one and i've Const if if you've followed me on IG long enough, you know I've asked more than once. Should yes. I do the rest of my fingers on the inside? And And the
0: poll results have said yes. So yes.
1: <laughs> So then I've actually getting myself to the end of this year. Um, and if I am a hundred percent at yes, like if I'm still feeling it, then I go on to decide what I'm going to put on there. So I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll wait until I have kids and put my kids' names on there or something like that. You know, Or I, I knew maybe What do you have now. Um, so I'm there right now. It's kind of blood. So dark skin bleeds. But it says in my native language, J. yes, which means live life free. And life is fr- and life is real, excuse me. that's where the A is, where you oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Which is life. And so for me it was like life is important, but you should be free. Like it's yeah. real. Like everything that happens to you, feel it. Yeah. But be free. Be free to yes. feel all of that, you know, and I kind of put on my middle finger as like a you know, an ode to, like, I could do whatever I want. <laughs> yes. No, and
0: it's so deep just hearing your backstory and, and the fact that you were, were confronted with loss at yeah. such a young, kind of pivotal time in your life. Yeah. And how that's kind of informed your spiritual practice, your approach yeah. to self-care, and then mm-hmm. your approach to you everything. Know, everything.
1: Yeah, it was like loss to gain. Yes. Right? And so I realized that things could be taken away from me. Mm -hmm. So it was important for me to value them while they were here, no matter what the circumstance, and to fight through that. So I fight for my relationships. Um, I learned to be consistent with who I am in my relationships. It doesn't matter. like It matters how I'm feeling that day, but it matters how I treat this person. Right? And I think a lot of people feel like they can be whoever to whoever yeah. and be a little reckless but for me I don't want to make anyone feel negative yeah. uh, you know and I think when I was um working in the music industry it was just so brash yeah. and I felt myself becoming really tough yeah. I'm already a tough person but I didn't like who I was becoming And I realized I was around all these men who are pretty gangster. Yeah, They're dope, but they're gangster. And I was like, if I'm going to compete with them, then what can I win with? And I realized it was my femininity. And I was like, I don't really know how to hone in on that. So I changed my career to work with female influencers and help them build their brand. So I was essentially going back to... Focusing on the talent, but being around more female-driven yeah. ideas and, and building blocks, which helped me frame my femininity and really step into that and be comfortable with myself, knowing I was already type A. I'm already, you know, all these things. Yes. But, you know, how could I be becoming as a straight woman, like, you know, and not compete with masculinity? Yeah. How do men approach you? Because I— They don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say— I w- No, no, but I would
0: imagine that you're intimidating for them. yeah.
1: I think, I don't know why. And well, I don't. You're, well, I know why. You're, like,
0: successful and you're beautiful. And they're probably thinking, like, I don't know what yeah. I have to offer her.
1: I think it's also, like, the no BS. Yeah. And I just, you know, when men approach me, it's very funny. Because I, my girlfriends are like, you're so slow. You do not get that this guy likes you. And... Anybody who I've been involved with or in a situation, I've actually only had one boyfriend in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, one boyfriend from high school to college, and we broke up. He was amazing. First love of my life. But it was very traumatic for me in the sense that I learned, wow, love is real. <laughs> and then on top of that, if I ever partner, I just learned that I wanted to be in a partnership one day. Yeah, It wasn't, you know, and through that time I learned that it wasn't, what is going to um be my entire identity so who I am as a mother who I am uh, in this world so if and again through my loss and gain when I die how will people remember me they'll be like oh that wife I'm like no no right <laughs> you know it's who I am so maintaining that and i think i i kind of go back to you know my spirituality and knowing that like if you are also a certain type of woman, then you're not going to be for everyone. Yes. And you don't want to be for everyone. Yeah, and I'm not for everyone. So, you know, for a while I was like, I don't date. And then I realized, actually I shouldn't say that because dating to me is flirting. Dating to me is like smiling at a guy. Dating to me is like going out with a group of girlfriends. And that's, it's not, I guess I really struggle with subscribing to like the Western idea of dating. Yes and that it needs to look and feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've had men who I haven't been intimate with and whatsoever, um, who I've had strong, quote unquote, relationships with. it's a different type of
0: intimacy. It's not physical intimacy, it's that emotional intimacy. Emotional
1: intimacy, and I think that's where men kind of start with me. And it'll start in more of like a playful friendship way. And I don't know how I get trapped into that. <laughs> I think it's just because I'm like, oh, yeah, we're just talking and it's really yeah. cool. We're close. And I'm like, oh, and then he held my hand and it was really weird. I didn't yeah. know why he did that. And
0: all your friends are like, girl, he has been in love with you from <laughs> the beginning. And you're like,
1: oh, yeah, I guess it is weird. But I he texts he me and
0: calls me constantly.
1: Constantly. And yeah. I didn't know that that's what he does. Because I'm yeah. like, I guess I'll, I look at it as it, I'll know when he says it. And maybe I'm, like a pinocchio with my nose getting bigger and I have no idea what I'm talking about <laughs> but I think that you know I don't I don't even believe in settling down anymore oh. I just think past 30 now and it, I'll be 31 in April which is not that much um past 30 but I'm just learning that Again, when it comes to Western idea of dating, settling down is you have a family now. You have a husband now. You don't do those things that you did before marriage. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm still going to be on a plane. I'm probably going to have a man with me now. That's the only difference. The kids might stay at home or they might be in business with me. Like there's really no difference. I I can't stop.
0: The train's not stopping for anyone.
1: The train is not stopping for anyone. These people are getting on. They're getting on board. And I'm probably getting on another train with my partner. That I have no idea about as yeah. well, and we're gonna. It's gonna get crazier and funner. It's not gonna stop. Yeah. And so I think the men that I meet are like, whoa. I think they're intimidated by that, yeah. knowing that because I kind of look at it like this: if I wanted to be married, I could have had a house in the valley and yeah. been chilling. You could have done that. I could have done yeah. that, you know, yeah. and had my family. You're and everything. for
0: a totally different experience Total and a meeting experience. of worlds. In mean,
1: yeah, and opening up my world and. A mirror that can actually, you know, not be afraid to tell me things because I'm very uh, stubborn um, and have my own way. Are you a Taurus? No, I'm an Aries. My sister's a Taurus. My husband's husband's an Aries. Oh. (laughs) I know know
0: Aries. No, but I love him. I love love Aries energy. It's like strong and like passionate passionate and like you have willpower and you Mm -hmm. push things through and that's so important I'm a Leo so like Aries Leo it's like yeah but my brother's a Taurus and he is so stubborn it is like unlike anything I've ever seen before the more you try to get him to change the more he stays I can't tell
1: my oldest sister anything I I can't I love my oldest sister but but, I can't tell her anything (laughs) I can't tell her nothing but that girl is strong the girl is super, yeah. Yeah. super, super strong. So, yeah, I think they're intimidated by that. But it doesn't bother me because there's so many things going on in life yeah, that i you're, you're
0: not, you're not up at night thinking about no. where
1: is he. No, no. I think he's on a plane. I always say that. Everyone asks me, I'm like, he's on some plane. I have no idea. I also have this weird theory that I probably already know him. Not that, like, I know him. Like, he knows about me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just some something weird. Some You know, part of me being, like, an empath. I don't know. I just have this feeling. All yeah. right. Let's,
0: let's talk about the beauty products that you are obsessed with. Ooh. What are like your, your your favorite beauty products at the moment or beauty trends?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely am a fan of Fenty Love. Foundation, the Pro Filter. Yes. Makes my skin just look matte. Um, And then I've been trying to get into makeup that, you know, doesn't have the paratint, parabens, yep. you know, that's just healthier for my skin. Yeah. And really leaning into like less is more. Yes. Not necessarily that I need to wear less, but like the less look is more. <laughs> yes.
0: When I saw um Jordan Woods on yes. Red Tabletop. Everybody was trying to get that look. I was like, I have never seen makeup this <laughs> like flawlessly snatched. snatched. But it was like a no-makeup makeup makeup look that just Mm -hmm. killed,
1: yeah. That killed it. And I also, like, when I don't want to wear too heavy foundation, the NYX Drop Foundation is almost like a good dupe for the Fenty. Really? Yeah. It's a little bit more oily. Okay. But you just use a lighter amount. And they have so many different shades, Um, because I do have some of my dark circles, so I definitely use, um, like a, a color correcting stick. Yes.
0: Jackie Ina was, put me on to color corrector because it was like a whole step that I was skipping. But I realized that for like dark circles, it's really important.
1: Oh, it's really important. so even on some of, and I'm not afraid to say this because we're all like just being ourselves here but like even um like in the mustache area it's just like a little darker tint for me so i line there i line around my nose and it really helps that i work with a lot of beauty people so i'm always getting new tips yeah i love um mac fulfilled uh lip Lip gloss, like that's just been one of my favorite ones. I have to go to Nymies in a in the valley to go get it. And if you've never been to Nymies and you live in California, or if you're planning to visit, it is the emporium for makeup. Like Kim mm. K goes there and shuts down the store and buys makeup. Everything is literally in there. Skincare. Everything really, oh, I've yeah. never heard of this place. I have to check this out. Yeah, Naomi's is amazing. Um, Nigel's is there too, close by, but it's it's in the valley, it's worth the drive. And you, it's worse than a Sephora, it's worse than a
0: Sephora. <laughs> and Sephora is like my danger zone. <laughs> yeah,
1: Sephora is the danger zone for me because that's where I go to get the new stuff that I maybe haven't tried. Yes, you know, walking in there the women are just helpful and yes try this and they kind of like I'm like, did you read the ingredients? how do you know this? Um I've definitely been using Mariana's mask, uh the jet lag mask because of travel. So when I get on the plane, that's like all I'll wear. Okay. Um skin is my favorite skincare. Yeah, they make um, great stuff. Yeah. And then Zoe. Zoe skincare as I've well. I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, that one, that face wash, totally transformed your skin. And you know when you go from different seasons. So in the winter, I'm very dry, so I'll need like B5, uh, gel. And then recently, I remember seeing you try- say something about oils. So I'd yes. asked my sister, and my sister gave me this oil, and I woke up the next morning. And she was like, "What did you do to your skin?" I was like, "I used your oil." <laughs> Shout
0: out to your sister. What oil was it?
1: Oh, I can't even remember the name. I have to share with you, but it was, it was a um. It was a brand that she found on Instagram. Okay. And it was just like this like woman who has all natural ingredients. Yes. Facial and
0: oils are amazing. They make you feel so radiant. And yeah. And I a wore
1: big it at night and I yeah. woke up and said, what have I been missing this step? And I think just for someone who just like, suffers from oily skin, like my nose and around my cheek area will just get so oily no matter what I put on. Um, So that. But I feel like. Oil. So I don't think
0: I think I have dry skin, mm-hmm. but I feel like the dewy look is very in at the moment. So it having is. oily skin isn't so bad. I feel like. Having dry skin is like really tough.
1: But you keep, I'm on that border where it goes from dewy to oily real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd rather be like matte. Yeah. Do you, you use know? blotting papers. I I do. I need okay. I actually I swear before this, I was like, I need to buy a small tooth comb and some more blotting papers. I need to step out to the store. And surprisingly in New York, your guys's, you know, like Dwayne Reed's and CVS's have such great, like black Beauty, hair care. Well, it depends which neighborhood you're in. Yeah, because it's dry in L.A. Like when I remember having, I don't know where I was. I think I was in Boston on a trip and I was like, I need coconut oil. I literally had to buy it from a grocery store for my scalp. Oh, yeah, it was was awful. And then I'm most excited to try um, Nikita Dragon has this new kit um, that's basically – helping to color correct hyperpigmentation and Ooh. to just like blow out your skin so i'm excited to try that um but other than that i'm, I'm using masks like the skinceuticals clay mask is just my skin just glows after I use that. So, I always ask people this when they
0: find a natural product that they love. Have you looked at the type of clay that it is? Because it's probably Rasool clay or bentonite clay or. I think it's bentonite clay. Okay, which you can literally buy in bulk on Amazon for yeah. like 20 bucks.
1: Yes, yes. And
0: have 200 face masks versus it's, I'm sure SkinCityCools is charging a lot for it. It
1: is expensive, but like I'm also like, I find something and I'll use it. I'm tippy-toeing into that. Okay, yeah. So this is the other thing. So being the type A person, like, I could save money doing it this way. I'm like, I'll get there, but I don't have time right now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Clay masks, though, are honestly so easy. It's just water. Yeah. And then if you're feeling, like, extra, you can do apple cider vinegar
1: or rose water. Yeah. I I feel like I'm getting there. I need to. Like, I'm stepping into the oils. Like, so that oil... It, and it my skincare changes too
0: okay so depending on the season yeah
1: like I know I'm going to Nigeria in um April I my skin's gonna be bomb like my I wasn't wearing any makeup when I was I think I was doing like is the little more ma- just better it's the sun yeah it's the sun is just at a great temperature yeah. and it's warm and moist so it's like my skin is being fed. Right. So everybody's skin is just glowing. Yeah. So all I have to do is add a little bit of like the, um, I think it's a uh, milks. Um, they have this like a, uh, what is it? It's like a sparkly stick. The, oh, the, the strobe chi- light. Yeah, thing. The stro- yeah. Yeah. So I just do a little bit of that. Yeah. Mascara, make sure my brows are done. I always do that and fill them in. And, I'm ready to roll. Another good concealer, too, that I that actually matches my skin is actually Glossier's. So oh, really? I really want to wear something light. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always cover my dark circles. but Yeah, that's, I feel like
0: I'm not a candidate for that. Like, yeah. I'm like, I need more coverage than this Glossier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am but, not your girl. girl. Yeah, but when I use the uh, color corrector with that, It gives it a little bit more lift.
0: And the color corrector that you're using, is it an orange color?
1: Yeah, it's an orange. It's e.l.f. So I'm using e.l.f. right now. Um, Before, I was using L.A. Girl, and then I was like, parabens, I've got to get rid of this. Yeah. You know, but I feel like there's going to be some new color correctors on the market because people are seeing that it's something that they need, especially women of color. So I'm excited to see where that goes.
0: What about the beauty trends that you're really over? Um... Or any like bad products that you've tried and you're just like, why is this still a thing that people are buying into? You
1: know what? Um, my sister loves to throw up my skincare. She loves, she goes to my bathroom. She's like, she almost has like a heart attack. She's like, you're leaving these all out in the open and you shower in here. I was like, girl, we'll be okay. Like, it's <laughs> totally fine. I feel, oh uh, man, I, you know, the obsession with the cleanliness, I totally get it. Clean your beauty blenders, clean all this, clean all that. I'm like, I'll get there. I feel like I'm bad. That's the trend that I don't participate in. Like, I'll clean them, like, once a week, and people are like, you need to clean them every Wait, day. Wait, what? Or I'll buy so a bulk. F- and I'm like, I can't do that.
0: But you're supposed to clean your brushes every day? Yeah. I've like, never uh, heard that in my life.
1: Yes. So the spray cleaner, clean them all, or a lot of the talent that I work with, they have, like, hundreds and of brushes. And they just use it and new, throw it away? No, they use a new brush. So, like, and what do they do
0: with the old one? They throw it away?
1: No, they put it in a pile. So at the end of, like... The week or how many because you know there's these women are wearing makeup way more than us yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they'll have like 50 brushes because of all the different techniques that they use and and oh, stuff like that i, I mean see. these girls are artists yeah, they're the their yeah. next level um but there's really you know a trend that i can never really get into and i think it's because it just it made me look too young was just the sparkles on my <laughs> eyes like you you rarely will find glitter on my eyes yeah. at all, yeah. and the trend that I wish I can master that will forever be classy and never go out of style is like the smoky eye. The smoky I know. eye.
0: I wish I could master a smoky yeah. eye. I don't know how people do it.
1: I look like I've been hit. Yeah, I when I do eye. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I
0: can't. Do- but then when you have a makeup artist do it, you're like, wow,
1: flawless, flawless. And I know they always accent it with a uh, silver or gold on my face because. Being dark skin, that just flows nicer on yeah. our skin, you know, but don't put pink on my face. It's not happening. Oh, really? I
0: feel like pink would look pretty on you.
1: Uh, sometimes. It takes a lot of technique to do that, right? Yeah. But like the, and uh, finding like a good nude, that's why, you know, yes. the glass bomb from Fenty is really, I think it's, it's glass bomb, right? I'm,
0: yes. I'm the same way though about nude lips. Like I don't like wearing like pink or red or orange mm. or but a lot of black women like, and it looks great. Like it looks amazing. But for me, for some reason, it's, it's like It's
1: loud for me. Yeah, it's, it's it's very strong. So I could do a red. I might do a red this week. Who knows? You'll see. Yeah, but and I like, could, I can do a red. Too, I could but. do a red, but like, uh, like a there. Oh my gosh, Milani Fixation. What's that? So that it's like this reddish. It's more red with like a tint of like orange it's almost like that like burnt I don't even know if you'd say like it's the burnt orange red but every single time I wear that one everyone's like what is on yeah. your lips and like you can find it at your local drugstore or if it's probably sold out there it's online and it's a matte I love a matte lip yeah I love yeah. a matte lip but you got to like scrub first yes to yeah, make sure if you have
0: dry lips and you're doing <laughs> it's
1: just not it's not the right look <laughs> Yes. It's bad. Yes,
0: <laughs> It's so bad. Can we talk about, like, dark skin privilege for a moment? Because I feel like <laughs> dark skin is so beautiful and it's yeah. so rich. And, like, do you
1: appreciate it? Oh, I – that's probably, like, I, I don't even speak about it that much. But I never really tell people. But I've – Always love my skin. Yeah. Even when I've been called the N-word, even when people have made fun of me for being black, fun of me, I have never once wanted to be any other color. And I think same. it just really started from home where when I'm looking at my parents and their skin, and then I also have other family members who are lighter, who are darker, um, who are mixed, um, and we're just, I've always found our skin beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, you know, and I'm looking at... and. My parents' faces, who have tribal marks on their on their face, you know. So they, I've just always thought black is beautiful. I've never thought anything else, and I've, I, you can't even like make me upset now. (laughs) Like you can't. Do you
0: you see the bleaching creams when you're in Lagos? Oh yes.
1: Oh yes. Yes. How does that make you feel? Uh, It makes me feel sad, you know, because I know it's something that. Um, is coming because they're seeing Western culture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not something that even just happens in Nigeria. I've seen it when I've traveled in Brazil and Uh, other countries. It's a global thing. It's a global thing. India, Asia. Yeah. And it's really sad, you know, because I'm looking at some of the skin and, like, you know, where I'll see people and I'm like, I know this person has, like, bleached their skin. Um, And even further than that, too, uh, I wore my hair natural a lot when I, when I'm in Nigeria. I'm not wearing wigs. It's too hot for all that. You, it's yeah. A, at that point, your wig is a hat. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. You're just stressing yourself out. Um, so I was wearing my hair natural, and the girls were like, "Wow, I wish I could wear my hair but like you yours."
0: Can I'm always so surprised when people say that I wish I could. It's like, what? Why well, can't you?
1: Because I and I think that over there, like plating your again, I. I, I say a lot of things like my parents plating is braiding so when you plate your hair and you braid like that's the the style that pe- it's, your hair is always braided it's kept like that yes and it must go way back way back where mm-hmm. like you don't leave your hair not
0: yeah you don't wear your hair out out yeah.
1: Right, So when I was wearing my hair out, people were looking at me all kinds of ways. And they and I showed them, I actually had to show them some of my other Instagram pictures and show them like, hey, this is a video. They're like, well, how did you learn how to do that? I'm like, go on YouTube yes. and you can like learn. I said, follow people. And I tell people all this all the time. Follow people that look like you.
0: Yes, like that have your same kind of complexion
1: or hair type. Hair type. Yeah. Your hair type. Because if you are looking at curly Sally, who's also mixed, and you are 4C, your hair doesn't do that. Right,
0: yeah. (laughs) You have to find someone with a similar similar
1: type, you know, or wears wigs you like, you know, and then on top of that, I'd say find three to four to make sure that that tutorial was actually the way it was Went yes, yes <laughs> yeah get
0: some other sources
1: get some other sources or go read them comments or other tips like you know before I buy certain hair when I'm braiding I'll go look at the different reviews you know I noticed that the Echo Styler gel there was like a whole thing on that gel it's like this is the only thing that smooths my edges what am I gonna do
0: I no wait there's something I'm Eco Styler gel is literally what I use for my wash and goes religiously. Is there something yes. wrong
1: with it? N- well, so I use the
0: olive oil one. That is
1: that the green one, the right? The green one, yeah. yeah. I don't
0: I tried the other ones and I was like, no.
1: They're not working. So I tried the yellow one, that okay. one didn't lay anything down. I but the they were one. Yeah, yeah, people were saying that you know it was making their hair fall, or they were having different but like again, we're all so different. We're we have different, different different, yeah.
0: Everyone has different experiences. We yeah. have
1: different reactions. I was like looking at my hair right now, I know where my edges aren't growing. I also look at my dad and my mom and I'm I'm like, there's no edges there either. Right,
0: and some of this is hereditary. Yeah, so I was like, that
1: hair is going because it's supposed to
0: go. Exactly, exactly, (laughs) exactly. It's like when people talk about, like, oh, having dark circles under your eyes. And I'm like, I've actually had dark circles under my eyes since I was 9 or 10 years old. Like, it's not, you know, some things are just hereditary. Some
1: things are just hereditary. And... Like, I know you asked the earlier question about if I have, feel any pressure to change myself. And the answer is yes, but the answer always goes back to no. So, you know, my dad has three girls and one boy. So it's up to my, Alon's up to my brother. Good luck, Felix. Um, <laughs> but for me, the only thing I'll carry, really, like, I don't know if I'll hyphenate my last name or if it'll become my middle name or whatever. <laughs> don't think that far ahead. Um, but I do know I have his nose. And I'm like, there is this large lump on my nose. But if I give you a certain angle, then the hump is gone. Oh,
0: your nose is beautiful. Thanks. I think it's one of your best features. Thanks. Everything works together. Like, you have this beautiful, like, heart-shaped situation. So
1: that's the thing for all of us. Yes. And then also, in the black community, our faces differ. So if you go to the same surgeon or doctor that Sally went to, right? they might not know your face type. Yeah. So... In order for me to avoid any of that, I will do as much natural care as possible. I feel like that was the only thing I ever wanted to change was my nose. And then I, as I got older, I realized, like, this is my dad's nose. I don't yeah. want to change my dad's nose. Even, like, my teeth. Like, uh, you know, I've thought about Invisalign. That was, like, the farthest I would go because I've had so many upsetting dental, like, uh, like uh, issues when my wisdom teeth were removed. Ugh. The surgeon severed the nerve (gasps) so half my tongue is numb so to this day to this day it was happened like two and a half two three years ago Yes, yeah, so by the end of the day, yeah. I'll start like talking with a like a lag. Oh my gosh, um, I didn't know this. Yeah, that's really intense. So I have to try really hard to do my speech correctly, but sometimes I'll just be like, really like forget it. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> no, tiring. I would never. I yeah. never notice. Yeah, or you know, so I could still eat. Me, I could still chew. I'm fine. When I was like nine, I was I nine. I don't even know how old I was. I was on my my brother again. I was playing with my brother. He had messed with my brakes on my skates and it was something like i i think i might have said i wanted mine to be like his or something like that so the brakes were messed up or something ran into a tree knocked out my front tooth so i had to um have a crown put in on what was like left of it you know and then just yeah uh, things happen. Things happen. We, we all it's, have scars and we marks. All, and... We all have scars and marks. Like, even when I was sitting on a brick wall, um, when I was younger, I was playing, and I, the brick is in between my legs, like the wall. So I'm yeah. sitting on it like a Humpty Dumpty, yeah, yeah, but it yeah, went yeah. over. And I remember I was like, yay! And I stand up, it's like, and and when I stood up, my legs brushed against <gasps> the brick. And I remember it was just all bloody there like i still have those oh, scars, scars yeah. on the inside of my legs but i just think these are these are life experiences that you collect and they're that, a you part col- of that you that you're part of you when i look at my dad's legs i mean he has keloids all these scars and i was like well how'd you get some of these and he told me he said you know we were playing soccer i'm like well were you playing where he's like you know out we played in the sand and i'm not it's not Fully resonate like I'm not understanding that this guy was playing with no shoes mm. in Africa, in Nigeria, like, and he's like, "There's a lot of glass," and I'm like, "Wow, you didn't." This isn't wasn't one game, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you know, or like you know when when I used to drive, he's like when I used to drive motorcycle, and there's this huge like scar on his leg, and I just think. These scars make you yes, you, who you, are. you who you are, so I'm like not changing I, it.
0: Yes. I feel like I could talk to you all night, literally, <laughs> right? Like, Don't you feel like we've just like, started yes. and it's been like, wow, like an hour and a half? Um, <laughs> when do you feel most beautiful?
1: When I'm bringing my full, honest self to the table and I'm allowed to connect with somebody on that. So, I feel beautiful right now talking to you. Yes. Thank you so much. Because I think transparency.
0: Yes. And transparency is so important. And it's so important that we share our stories and how they've made us who we are today. So, I really, really thank you for coming on and sharing so much of yourself and being vulnerable. And just thank you.
1: Well, thank you. I think it's really good that you do this because more communities where women embrace other women and we could be honest and people can connect and just even hear voices outside of yeah. ourselves yeah. is super powerful and it stays with women and it resonates with women and i believe there's this beautiful part of of femininity no matter what type of woman your orientation or whatever um where we're allowed to when we're allowed to express ourselves and be vulnerable and share our stories we can grow together
0: yes oh my gosh i like felt that <laughs> in my soul <laughs>